Hello, everyone, and welcome, welcome to Base Babe Syndicate. I'm Flowey Chloe. And I'm the Princess Raver. And today, we are going to be chatting all about the badass women in the EDM scene who are paving the way and creating more spaces for female empowerment within this community. So we're going to break it up today, and we're going to chat about women in a few different areas. We're going to talk about some DJs, some women in fashion, some women-owned businesses. And at the end, we're going to wrap it up by just chatting about anyone in the scene who we admire, um, whether they be artists, performers, or anything of the sort. So, Chloe, take it away. Let's let's start and chat about some female DJs. You know that for a long time, the EDM scene was dominated by a lot of male DJs and mm-hmm. just male faces, and I feel like even nowadays when you say a DJ, people just automatically assume that it's a guy. But mm-hmm. That is not always the case anymore. There are a lot of really amazing and talented women who are coming up and claiming their spot and claiming their space, and it's amazing to see. To start off with, of course, not going to talk about her for long because I always do, (laughs) but number one, Rez, she is one of the biggest female names in EDM and, you know, has really just been such a role model for so many women in the EDM community who want to do anything besides just DJing. And to see her have such a big fan base and so much loyalty and dedication is pretty awesome. Something that comes to mind right away is a screenshot of a post that she has from Instagram that I have that really inspired me. It was a picture of her five years ago. (laughs) Yeah, it was like at EDC or something. Right. I think this picture was posted last year or so, but it was a side-by-side comparison of her where she was at at the time and then her five years ago. And the caption was something like, what can happen to a human in five years? And it was her going to a rave as a concert goer. And Mm -hmm. then the next was her playing for thousands in a huge crowd as Rez. So that was just such an inspiring post. Yeah, so crazy to see. And another lady DJ that we love is Level Up. Up. She is <laughs> so cool. She's a rhythm girl, dubstep. She is just gothic and badass and funny and she's just amazing and she's mm-hmm. really really talented and you know, we've seen her a number of times and every time she just kills it. And it is disappointing because when she started to get bigger, her boyfriend is Subtronics. Mm-hmm. If you guys should all probably know who Subtronics is if you're listening to us, but they're together and they're a really awesome couple, but when she started getting bigger, a lot of people, men in the EDM (laughs) scene, wanted to say, oh, well, she's only getting big because she's dating Subtronics and he's giving her exposure, and that is one of the biggest problems with women coming up and claiming their space is that people always want to attribute women's success to men in some way, even if it has nothing to do with men. Yeah, and I know I've seen them both post about it, and unfortunately, that's the reality of her life. And Subtronics has even posted so many times defending her, saying how he has tried to comment or, you know, talk about music production, yeah. like the actual production of sounds um, with her, and she, like, refuses his help because the way he explains it is, like, more confusing, not what she's even wanting to, to create, and she does her sh- stuff on her own, and she got there on her own, and she claimed her space before she was dating Subtronic. She was doing shows. She's been working for years. So it is disappointing to see people hate women's success so much that they have to put it to some other factor. And of Mm -hmm. course, these are people that are saying this, these aren't people who are successful in the EDM community. <laughs> it's it's yeah. true. They're it's jealous. sitting at home on their screens. Yeah, are you playing for anyone? No. Seriously, they're hiding behind the anonymity of their screen with all the attitude in the world thinking that they know everything, and that's uh-huh. just not the case at all. So, Steph, what about some female DJs that you are loving? Oh, well, you know I be <laughs> loving Lays. I'm obsessed with Lays. 
Um, I think I've told this story before, but in case you missed that episode, check it out, first of all. But second, I'll recap. <laughs> Lays is, I believe she's 20 at the time, at this, at this time, or she may be 21, but around our age, at least. Mm-hmm. She's from Maryland. She started learning to DJ in high school, and now she's touring doing huge drive-in shows and all yeah all this crazy stuff and she's just really talented and i really admire her because she's our age and accomplishing so much and yeah you should check her out on soundcloud instagram she's signed to subsidia so it's just super cool to see that i discovered her mix on soundcloud this summer months later see her on a lineup for a drive-in see her in person at that drive-in and then see her signed to Subsidia doing a collab with Excision. Yeah, it's a really exciting progression to see that. See people yeah. that you really like, like progressing in the scene and you know getting what they deserve to have. And it's especially awesome because, like as we talked about in our pandemic episode, you know, Corona really messed up a lot of the industry and the scene, and it was really hard for a lot of artists. And so it's exciting to see that even though it's a really hard time in the world, that people are still getting these opportunities because other cool people are helping them and they're all helping each other get ahead and mm-hmm. do what they love to do. Oh, and that brings me to another point. Um, what we need are the male DJs in this scene to stand up for these women. And, you know, yeah. sometimes people view themselves as not being problematic because they're not contributing to the problem directly. Mm-hmm. They're not commenting, saying that's not her success. But in staying idle and standing by, you are contributing to the problem. Yeah. So saying nothing is equally as problematic. Yeah, it really is. And in one of the um, things we're going to talk about later, there's actually a girl group essentially filled with DJs, producers, you know, all kinds of women all over the scene. And Liquid Stranger has actually supported them openly, put their songs Mm -hmm. in his playlist. And like that is a really great example of how men can use their male privilege Mm -hmm. and their platform to uplift other women. And, you know, it's really important in in all aspects, too, like how there's all this stuff going on in the world with, you know, Black Lives Matter. It's the same concept. It's really important for white people to be uplifting people of color and men to be uplifting women and all, Mm -hmm. all, you know, the people with the privilege to be allowing other people's voices to be heard Mm -hmm. and, and recognized. And that speaks to the intersectionality of this issue as well. Not only white women, but uplifting all women mm-hmm. of all identities. Yep. Um, so another DJ who I like is Cret. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> oh my god. The lights, we are... <laughs> that was so ominous. Chloe and I are in a music room, which is basically like a soundproofed room in our apartment building, and we're sitting here on the floor recording, and all of a sudden, the lights just <laughs> turned out, and we're sitting in the pitch black lit up by our laptop screens. I think it's because the sensor isn't sensing us because oh. we're on the floor. <laughs> oh my god, my heart stopped for a second. But to continue... <laughs> um, another female DJ is Cray. I was just listening to, or watching one of her live sets on YouTube. Pretty cool. I yeah, love her. She is cool. And, um, yeah. She's also a badass. I follow her on Instagram, I know, and I see I her know. stuff all the time. I'm like, girl, yes. What I was going to say, she also posts a lot to her story about uplifting others um, within the scene and just in general, and I really appreciate that. Yeah. And one more gal DJ that we have seen, our, the, well, we actually discovered her because we saw her play a show live mm-hmm. and fell in love with her. Her name is Scythist. I think she's based... I saw her at Big Dub, too. Really? Yeah. Oh, she's so good. She's a rhythm girl. I think she's based out of Pittsburgh, if I'm correct. And she's another 
badass lady, badass gal. She's not much older than we are mm-hmm. either, and she's just, you know, killing it with her music and super cool. And like you said, like, it's just really cool to see even girls our own age, yeah. like, having that much success so young. And in our you know? area, too. It's really yeah. cool. I think, you know, especially with this scene, I think you really can progress if you're, you know, putting forth the effort. Mm-hmm. It's ex- very accessible to be able to play at small shows in the area and just really build your way up, you know? Yeah, and, you know, this is, applies for everybody who wants to, like, pursue something and, and do something. Like, don't be afraid to reach out and, you know, be active in, in your communities of people who are who have shared interests as you and things like that because that's how you get things done and that's how you get opportunities is by just meeting the right person or something like that. So don't give up on your craft and don't be afraid to reach out with others and connect with other people. Mm-hmm. So we're going to shift from chatting about some DJs and talk about fashion. Mm, yes. So I'll start. Mm-hmm. Um, Relita Couture. I've mentioned it before, but Rosa's the owner of Relita Couture. And if you haven't heard of them, you should definitely check them out. It's a clothing brand, particularly for the EDM scene, but they also create a lot of items you can wear, you know, in general uh, streetwear rather than just at shows and festivals. But they're all about embracing bodies of all sizes, people of all identities. And um, yeah, I just think that's really special. And the way she markets her products is by doing untouched photos of just real women. Mm -hmm. And she does like open roll calls for models. Is that what it's called? Roll calls? I guess. Yeah, I think so. Model calls, whatever. You you get what I'm saying. Um, Use code en- Princess Raver. <laughs> <laughs> Use code the Princess Raver. Find my Insta bio <laughs> for some percentage off. But yeah, it's really cool to see such a huge brand being so successful on the basis of women empowerment. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, and a small business at that, not a huge corporation profiting mm-hmm. off of a marketed idea that in reality, they're not putting into practice with their employees. You yeah. Know? And, you know, just so we're clear, any, like, businesses and shops and anything we talk about on here, they're all going to be small businesses for the most part. Right. Because, you know, it is a relatively small community, and there are big brands that we like, you know, iHeartRaves and stuff like that. But the people that, again, we really want to uplift are the small businesses. Yeah, and we're going to get into that a little bit later um, about some of the issues that have happened with big, large companies, you know, ripping off these small designers, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But we'll get that. We'll get to that in a second. But Chloe, do you want to chat about psychedelic medicine? Yes. So, you know, there are so many fashion brands out there for the EDM scene, and they're all amazing. But the one that I would love to highlight this week um, comes from one of my best friends in the whole world. She just opened up her small business, and it's called Psychedelic Medicine. And she makes these really amazing custom sweatshirts that they're you know sick. yeah they're like, <laughs> you give her like a color and a color scheme and a theme and she will make it amazing like she presses on pictures and words and tie dyes it and adds chains and lace and if you go on my instagram at flowy underscore chloe you can see in my most recent posts you know the sweatshirt that she made for me and it, it's affordable and it's you can just feel the love and the passion that she puts into it and my I'm just, jaw dropped when i saw chloe in box i was like oh <gasps> Yeah, it's so unique and, and special, and, you know, she's just really just starting out, and I can already tell that, like, she's going to kill Blow it. Up. Yeah. So definitely check her out. It's at Shop Psychedelic Medicine on Instagram, and we'll put that in the um, bio for this episode. In fact, we'll put the links, the handles to all of the shops and businesses we talk about today in the description. Right. 
And going off of that, these kind of go hand in hand. As I mentioned earlier, we're going to chat about some businesses, and this really does correlate with fashion, at least, um, who I'm going to talk about. So let's chat about Nomad Candy. Yes, ma'am. So Lauren Hutzel is a rave girl, and she creates a lot of content on social media, but she also owns her own Etsy shop that really took off, especially during quarantine. I saw her posting about it on her Instagram and saying how she really took it a lot more seriously during quarantine. Yeah. And she creates really, really cool festival accessories, one of a kind, very unique, distinct. Colorful, bold. Vibrant, yeah. beautiful. Accessories, pieces. outfits, like so much unique stuff. And when you see it, you can tell that You know, she... you're like, oh, that's Nomad Candy. Yeah. Very, 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 like, you know what her brand is. Mm-hmm. Which... Leads to some problems. Yes. So if you're not familiar with Shein and Dolls Kill, which you may already be acquainted with, they are two large companies, like mm-hmm. two big major corporations, and Dolls Kill has already come under the the bad light um, and publicity for some of their previous actions that they've done. Yeah. But basically what happened is both of these companies directly ripped off her designs, like Side by side, same colors, literally just words, the exact same thing. And yeah. they're selling it on the website for so much cheaper. And that's just not cool at all. No, they're not giving her any credit. And, you know, Sheen is a Sheen is a weird website because they have things for literally like three dollars. It's yeah, the definition wanna, of fast fashion. Exactly. That's what I want to elaborate on for when I when I said that they're selling it for so much cheaper. I'm not saying that in any positive way. I'm saying that's ripping off the designer. Clearly, whoever's making that is not being paid appropriately. No, and it's probably not ethically sourced either. Exactly. And it's Lauren Hutzel's design, not theirs, and they're just completely profiting off of this small business who, you know, that's one one girl creating all this stuff on her own, and here are these big businesses that can't come up with their own designs. Yeah, and that's not the first time that they've been called out for doing that, nor Dolls Kill. And it is a shame because, you know, a lot of people in the community, the EDM community, shop on Dolls Kill because it's, you know, it has rave aesthetic clothing and kind of like e-girl, you know, edgy, stuff like that. And so for a long time, like, I loved, I used to love Dolls Kill. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know you've gotten stuff from Dolls Mm -hmm. Kill. Like, so many people have, but, you know, it's a shame because they kind of, you know, put up this front of being, like, for women and, you know, for being unique and being yourself and all of, and quote-unquote plur. And the irony is that one of the designs that they directly ripped off from Lauren Hutzel said plur on it. Plur, for those of you who don't know, means peace, love, unity, and respect. And there is no peace, love, unity, or respect when you're ripping off a small artist Mm -hmm. and not taking any responsibility. From the community that you claim to support. Yeah, exactly. And And that you get a lot of your support from, the rape community. Financial and, like, you know, promotion, all of it, yeah. so much of it came from that community, and Lauren posted videos of it on all of her platforms, and the videos blew up because people were like, literally, what the F? It's identical. There's no way to say it otherwise. Yeah, and Dolls Kill reached out and, you know, DM'd people individually, me included, basically saying, like, hi, so we've talked with the artist that this happened to, and we go what? through it. Yeah, they DM'd me and basically were like, we go through a third-party, you know, like just like companies and we talked with the artist and we've had them the items taken down basically like no response real responsibility they were like well we have third parties so we didn't know but we're taking it down and then you look they sent that same message to everybody who tagged them in things and then you look on the website and all the stuff is still there they didn't they didn't take it down or anything oh my gosh so it's it's just all fake and it's all trash this and you know yeah and which is just you know, a, sc- a scrape at the surface yeah they're not really taking responsibility and 
for their actions. Yeah. And on top of that, you know, Dolls Kill has had a history of making some clothing that, you know, kind of... Questionable. Questionable that kind of mentions necrophilia and like yeah eating disorders like sexual assault stuff it's very strange very odd and you know we just don't we can't support dolls kill anymore because that is just not okay yeah but on a lighter note let's chat about sacred flow hoops on etsy yes so um i get almost all of my hoops from sacred flow she is a shop on etsy she's a small business she makes really great quality hoops so many colors you know all this stuff she's based in denver and if you live in the denver area you can actually go and visit her shop in person and get your hoops there i do not live in the denver area so i have yet to go there but you know she is so sweet and so nice she's very active on social media and she really tries to like connect with the people who get her products and you know promote them and post their stuff and comments and she's very supportive and very sweet and awesome yeah and someone who she's also friends with well i guess they i think they may have all met i've seen them like collab on their podcast and Mm -hmm. stuff but vibe with aid she is i think she's in her 20s um and she creates a lot of festival content as well and i love watching her and she recently Recently quit her 9 to 5, and now she is doing life coaching as um, a full-time thing, which is just really, really cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Emma also just quit her 9 to 5. I have to finish that YouTube video, though. I didn't get to watch it, but I know <laughs> Gotta she get all that. the details. Yeah, but I was like, wow, look at them go. And Tara is another festival YouTuber who I love watching, so you should check them all out. They're really entertaining, fun to watch, and very uplifting, positive woman to look up to. Cool. How about you? Who Very do, cool. Who do you admire? So I'm going to focus on some hoopers in the EDM community mm-hmm. because, you know, that's my niche and <laughs> the women that I f- see the most. So there are three that I would like to acknowledge in particular who I feel like have kind of brought hooping into the mainstream a little bit in the way that they have a big following and have kind of exposed what hooping is to a community outside of who would normally know that. Mm -hmm. And first I would like to say Julie Zatz. She is the cutest little bean in the whole world. (laughs) She's just so funny, so silly. You know, she is a social media manager for her job, but she is an amazing hula hooper. Another hooper who is really entertaining and really fun to watch is... Call Me Alaska, she blew up on oh, TikTok yeah. um, with her, her quick and amazing hoop skills. And sh- I love her, too, because she is all about, like, body positivity, yes. fighting off the haters. Like, if she gets hate comments, she will quote that comment and make a video. And, Smiling and hooping. Yeah, like, she doesn't care, and I really admire that. Like, she's just doing her thing, doing her art, and not letting ignorant people bring her down. And that mm-hmm. is a badass woman right there. Oh, yeah. And then another hooper who is one of my idols i think she is so incredible and when i hoop i aspire to have the skill sets that she has is little hoop girl Mm. um she's also been blowing up on tiktok recently which is so exciting for her but you know she's quick and she's spunky and she's fun and she is part of the lgbtq community and open about it and i love to see that represented in the hoop community as Mm -hmm. well um so those are just three women that i really admire and look up to that reminded me, why don't you chat a little bit about your project highlighting women in the flow community? Yes. So for my final project for my gender studies um, class, it's special topics. So essentially you can do your project on whatever you want relating to you know feminism, intersectionality, whatever. So I decided to keep it in my wheelhouse and do something that I both kind of know a little bit about and also am passionate about. 
So I'm going to be doing my project on feminism and intersectionality within the flow arts community. And I haven't figured out all the details yet of exactly how I'm going to do it and all that, but I want to do it interview style chatting with, you know, women in the community, like people in the LGBTQIA plus um, community and flow artists of color mainly to get their experiences and their insight on what it's like to be in the flow arts community because it is a woman dominated community, which is really awesome for women. But, you know, it's also a white-dominated community for the most part. So, you know, it's interesting to be able to chat with, you know, women of color and people that are outside the gender binary and all that stuff and see what their personal experiences have been and if they feel that there are ways that they could get more opportunity, more visibility, more representation. So, yeah. Speaking of representation, we did a little bit of research, so I thought we would highlight some articles and encourage you all to, you know, do some research on your own and always be working to educate yourself, even if it's just reading an article here and there. But do you want to chat a bit about Girl Gang? On EDM.com, there is an article about Girl Gang, GRL Gang, um, that was started by Jeanette Katz, who goes by the producer named Jeannie, and... She created Girl Gang, which is an initiative and platform that is in Discord, which is a, it's basically like Twitch, if you know what Twitch is. It's a streaming service where you talk over audio. So it's kind of like FaceTiming, but just audio sort of thing. Um, And the goal is to expand the presence of women in the electronic music community. So there's over 200 members as of August 2020 when this article was written. And it's made up of music producers, DJs, managers, publicists, journalists, promoters, basically every role in the music-related community. Mm -hmm. And this is what I was talking about earlier, the same um, collective that Liquid Stranger has openly supported. And some of the artists in this include Level Up, who we talked about, Mm -hmm. Austeria, Space Wolf, Sippy. There are so many women in there who you know, are just doing amazing things and want to connect with other women and get these awesome opportunities. With the pandemic happening, Jeannie talks about how she had to bring it all online, and Mm -hmm. it's been a learning curve, but it has been a really cool thing for them to do. And, that you know, the whole point of it is just to allow a place for women to connect with one another, to uplift one another, to advise one another and work together, and I think that's just amazing. I agree, and I want to emphasize that that's what we're looking to cultivate here, too, Mm -hmm. you know? Yep. So, with all you bass babes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, that being said, I think that kind of wraps up our episode. So, for this week's Creator Corner, we're going to be having our friend Mel come on and tell us about her new collective that she's starting to uplift and support women in the EDM community. So, I hope you enjoy. Hey, y'all. My name is Melanie Boyle. I'm super excited to be here on Bass Babe Syndicate podcast to talk about women in the EDM scene. I got involved in the EDM scene a few years back. A few friends took me to Firefly Music Festival and the energy was unmatched, you know? It's one of those places where everybody's vibing to music. You can dance as funny as you want, look as goofy as you want, and no one judges you. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about the EDM scene and community. But as I moved to Colorado and became more involved in the EDM scene, I began to realize that there is a lot of people who take on this persona of being woke and forward-thinking 
because it's what's trendy. It's what will get them, you know, fans or followers, whatever. Um, but a lot of people aren't true to that mindset and don't actually do anything to help the rest of the world get into that mindset. So me and some of my girlfriends are gonna be starting a collective by the name of the Grab Back Collective. A little punny, but very serious. Um, you know, in all industries, especially music industries and entertainment industries, white men get almost triple, if not more, the opportunity than women, and we see that often. And for really no reason. They don't have more talent, anything else going for them, except for that they're men, and men have always been given opportunities over women. So we're here to really try and create an outlet, um, and a space for women and LGBTQIA inclusive to come and really find a network of people solely devoted to helping them get to where they wanna be creatively, um, really with music, but also anything involving in media and production. Um, we'll be looking at launching all of our social media here shortly, just waiting on our logo to be finished. Um, have a couple of really cool artists that are going to be joining us um, and I'm really really looking forward to what we can make happen to see what we can do to really help bring awareness to what it is in the scene that causes people to really take men over women for lineups and opportunities. I've even seen it in male managers with female talent and they pay much more attention to their male talent than their female talent and just really undermine their talent, um, even though they're on the same wavelength as almost all of the other talent in that management group. Yeah, so hopefully we're gonna make a little wave here, make a little change, get some of these ladies and some other people elevated and put into spots where they deserve to be, as opposed to it always constantly being men out here, especially with all of the you know, base nectar and space Jesus incidents coming to life. And I think that for a lot of us, we know that that's a pretty regular thing that women are groomed and sexually assaulted. And, you know, people don't really deserve to have power who do those kinds of things to people. So hopefully we can put some beautiful people who deserve that space and that community and fan base around them and the opportunities that they're not being given right now. Thanks for listening, and I hope y'all check us out, and girl motherfucking power. Thank you, Mel, for sharing with us about your new collective. We're so excited to hear about it mm -hmm. and see it come to life, and we can't wait to see where it goes for you. We hope you all enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you two weeks from now. Keep on headbanging. Bye, Bye Bass Babes. babes.